0: You're listening to the Assembly Call IU Podcast and Postgame Show, the place where Indiana fans across the globe hang out online after every IU basketball game. Activate your free Assembly Call membership today at assemblycall.com/join. That's assemblycall.com/join. That is how you're a champion. It really is. And now, get ready for another brand new edition of The Assembly Call. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to a flabbergasted episode of The Assembly Call, as tonight your Indiana Hoosiers fall to the Wisconsin Badgers 75-68. to 68. This is a game that opened... With Wisconsin going on a 13-2 run to start it, Indiana battled back, made it a game, and then Wisconsin ended on a 19-12 run, Uh, and it felt even worse than that. Indiana made a few buckets late to cut it closer. But this was, you know, in a game that Indiana really needed to win and played decent at stretches in the first half and in the second half. This was just a game that they lost for unconscionable reasons to a really good team, no question. But some of the decision making in this game, both by the players and by the coaches, has left us all kind (laughs) of speechless. So we're going to break that down on this episode of The Assembly Call. I'm your host, Jared Morris, joined by Andy Bottoms and Ryan Phillips. And we will be uh, shepherding you through uh, what is sure to be not the most positive of post-game shows. But I don't know how it could be anything else after what we just watched. But... As we always do, we will take the challenge of finding a positive to start the show, even after a frustrating loss. That is our Hoosier Proud Banner moment. And tonight's Hoosier Proud Banner moment goes to the stretch in the second half where I thought Indiana played their best. And that is when Indiana was committed to getting the ball inside to Deron Davis. And Deron Davis made things happen. I mean, there was a stretch there in the second half where he basically put Indiana on his back. And... Indiana got the ball to him in the post. He was patient. He got the ball up on the rim. He started converting. He was able to get to the free throw line. This was a really solid performance from Deron Davis. 12 points, only had a couple of rebounds, and you would like to see him rebound better. His defense could have been a little bit better, but on a night where there weren't a ton of positives and where it was really hard for Indiana to find anything resembling an offensive identity, that stretch where they got the ball into Duran was the most confident that they have looked in a while offensively. And to know that that guy is a freshman and still has so much potential to unlock, I think, on a night of not good signs, uh, if you're an Indiana fan, uh, that was one of the uh, one of the better ones that you can take away from this one. So our banner moment tonight to Duran Davis. Uh, and tonight's banner moment brought to us by our friends at Hoosier Proud, an Indiana-based brand by Hoosiers for Hoosiers. Connor at the team at Hoosier Proud have a line of t-shirts and accessories that are unmatched for anyone who wants a unique, stylish way to display their own pride in being a Hoosier. Check them out at HoosierProud.com and use the promo code ASSEMBLY to receive a 15% discount on your entire order. That's promo code ASSEMBLY to receive 15% off at HoosierProud.com. All righty. Well, let's make the extra pass, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. Andy, we will start with you, your bottom's line on this Indiana loss.
1: Well, I think for anybody, uh, any any fans coming into this game who uh, have a bone to pick with Tom Crean are uh, are going to have a field day with this one. I-, I would say I thought the beginning of the game uh, started a, a start of lineup that had Robert Johnson on the bench. It seemed like there was some rumblings that he wasn't, you know, was a little banged up or wasn't feeling well, but he played uh, quite a bit from there. Played huge stretches in the second half. Um, started a lineup that had not been all that successful. Uh, so far in the season and was not successful tonight. Got outscored by 10 points to start the game, got outscored by three points to start the second half when he went back to it again. Uh, and that was not even close to the most unconscionable lineup decision that was made. Uh, and in a game that I thought he pushed a lot of the right buttons at times, we went to you know a lineup where he really only played one guard for long stretches in the second half, um, got some good minutes, it's out of Josh McRoberts um, and or Zach McRoberts, and and I thought you know who had who had played well, and then all of a sudden in a key stretch in the game, uh, IU has a one point lead, and you've got McRoberts and Freddie McSwain uh, on the floor at the same time. Uh, then you take take McRoberts out and put in Curtis Jones, who hadn't played the entire second half at that point, and that lineup gets proceeds to get outscored by eight points before uh, anything happened. And to me, it was. If you play that lineup once and you get away with it, then fine, but take a timeout. And it's like, oh, we got these guys sitting at the scores table. Well, you got three or four timeouts left at that point in the game. You got to get those guys back in. And, uh, you know, you got a timeout taken at the end uh, to, to get when you had McRoberts in again, wasted 19 seconds before you take a timeout, come out of timeout, basically dribble the ball into the corner, uh, you know, nearly turn it over multiple times and, and do that. And it just was. Uh, you know, late game management, pick your pick your favorite football coach who botches the last two minutes of every game. And that was what tonight was less. Uh, IU. The last. Yeah. P- take your pick. Uh, Jim Harbaugh in the in the Orange Bowl the other night, letting the time run off, whatever uh, you, you can. But it, it was unbelievable. And in a game that it, it kind of felt like IU was going to steal because of the way that they played so poorly in the beginning uh, and really bounced back and played well. They just gave it right back at the end, and I think that was what to me was the most frustrating. They worked so hard to get back in the game, played well, um, and, and like I said, I thought during the middle part of the game he really did a good job pushing the right buttons. Didn't play Blackman a lot because of uh, you know his defensive issues. You know, took Brian out for some stretches because he wasn't playing well. Uh, you know, sat Newkirk for a long time, which I'm sure most fans were uh, were happy with. But to to play that lineup of guys who had not played together in this game. And really not played for quite some time in the game. We're not in the flow at all during that key stretch. To me, is just uh, it's just indescribable. And I can't, for the life of me, figure out what the motivation was there and why he stuck with it for as long as he did.
0: I don't know either i do know that the word unconscionable is probably going to be used more than any other tonight uh yeah. and it, well, it's i've already used it once, so and, anyway, I, and i've used it it'll, pretty it'll pretty be cool in the headline to this yeah uh so it's never good when the bottoms line sounds a lot like a rant um that's certainly what that sounded like ryan let's bring you in and let's uh let's keep ranting
2: well, andy's andy's too calm for that to be a rant i am i am decidedly less so um I have to talk about pushing a nail into my thigh as I'm talking. So that, <laughs> that kind of helps. It helps keep I, it more subdued. I, uh, I got to talk about Thomas Bryant. I mean, look guys, does Thomas Bryant want to be an all American? Does he want to be a first round draft pick? Does he want to be somebody who, you know, goes down in Indiana history as a great player? Or does he just want to be another guy who, who, you know, tried to be something he's not. I mean, uh, The guy I think of is Noah Vonley, who, you know, while he was at Indiana, was a phenomenal inside player. He didn't have great post moves, but he could have developed that. But he decided he wanted to be Kevin Durant, and and he'd stand out on the perimeter. He'd occasionally shoot a three or something like that. Thomas Bryant, what he needs to do is what Durant Davis did tonight. Plant his large behind in the paint and make plays and catch the ball and do what he does. Ethan Happ is a good player. Thomas Bryant should have been dominating him. Uh, th- he is too talented to wander around on the perimeter, dribble the ball around, you know, try and be a friggin' point guard when he is a 6'10 athletic guy who can get to the rim whenever he wants to. I- I'm sorry, but this we've seen this too much this year. He's drifting out on the perimeter as if he's going to, you know, put some Iverson move on guys and get to the hoop. That's not his game. I don't care if you can develop an outside shot in the offseason. Great. Good for you. Occasionally pulling you away from the basket to shoot one is fantastic. But that's not your game. And, and, and to have against a Wisconsin front line that he is so much better than, and that's a good team, but Thomas Bryant is so much better than everyone in the country. I mean, you know, there are a few guys who are on his level, a few. And he had six points and three rebounds and was three of five from the field. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And then they put Deron Davis in. Deron Davis carves out a path inside, gets wide, makes himself available. They throw the ball into him, and he consistently gets to the hoop or gets fouled, 12 points for him in, in limited minutes. And then Davis comes out, and that should be the example for what Bryant should do and he comes back in and replaces him, and he's wandering around the perimeter again. Now, I know some of this is coaching. Obviously, you've got to be on the guy to get in, but there are times where Bryant starts down low, and then we will set a screen, and rather than rolling to the hoop, he steps out like he's a three-point shooter. He can hit a three-pointer occasionally, but he's not a three-point shooter. So it, the thing is is that I think for Bryant, it's easier for him to not have to work in the post than it is to stand out on the perimeter, get the ball, and maybe take a three. And in in his mind, I don't think it's something he's doing conscien- consciously, but it's, it's, it's a lot harder to work your butt off in the post and score points. And you know what? He's not doing it. And right now, not only is he not an All-American or an All-Big Ten player, he's not a first-round draft pick right now. I'm sorry. I've been looking at draft boards. People question his ability to score in the paint because he's not doing it
0: and he he's not even a part of Indiana's best lineup right now I mean, I, I, let alone anything else i mean I and who's going to hold him accountable if he's like floating right now, and he needs to go inside sit him on the bench like
2: he did in the first half and well, Indiana played this, better right now, right now today who starts against Illinois deron davis or thomas bryant I, yeah, I start deron yeah i start deron davis i i like why why wouldn't you what did thomas bryant show tonight other than that hustle on that on that dunk late what positive did he show you tonight <laughs> So but but I, more
0: I, importantly, who's earned the right to make that decision <laughs>
2: about I, about the lineup? <laughs> I mean, it's you know, I, I just I, I'm sorry, I'm exasperated because we all know how great Thomas is talent wise. He's a great kid. It's not like he's just some some lazy guy who's out there for himself. Nobody has been more about the team since I've been a fan of of Indiana, and and to see him just kind of do stuff that hurts the team. I mean, I know it has to drive him crazy, but at some point, you you have to watch the film and then you have to translate that to the game and 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 realize what you're doing and what you're good at watch film of the kentucky game for a week he dominated that game from the inside he can do that he is not a perimeter player and indiana is not a team built to play with five guys out on the perimeter during a game no
0: wow there's a lot to get to in this game um We'll get to it. Let's uh, let's do our SeatGeek ad real quick, uh, and then let's let's dive in because there's just there's so many other angles that we have to hit here. Uh, so let me tell you a minute. Take t- or let me take a minute. Tell you about SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show that you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. SeatGeek is always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or concert because everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work and you save the time and money. And best of all, our listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's how that works. To get your $20 rebate, download the SeatGeek app. It's free. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code and enter the promo code assembly and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code assembly today. Alrighty, well you are listening to the Assembly Call, IU Post Game show. We are breaking down Indiana's very disappointing loss to Wisconsin. I'm Jared Morris here with Andy Bottoms and Ryan Phillips. And, you know, look, I, I think... We've got to start this segment, I think, talking more about the coaching because, I look, I think I agree totally with what you're saying, Ryan. I, I think I have major questions about what James Blackman Jr. was doing in the second half. You know, I think there's some individual guys we need to talk about, but I think we need to linger on some of the decision making at the end of that game. Because, look, I don't think Indiana's players particularly came out ready to play going down 13-0, you know, seemingly before the opening tip. Uh, but they battled back, and they battled back in the second half and had this as a game. It was you know, 59-59. They even took a one-point lead at one point, and yet it just felt like they were fighting an uphill battle, not only playing Wisconsin, a team that's really good at what they do, but not seeming to have any clue of what they're going to do, and then having a disservice done with the decisions. I mean, I love Freddie McSwain and Zach McRoberts. Those guys play their butts off every time they're out there. It's never a question of effort with them. And frankly, it was 24-14 in the first half, and it turned around for Indiana when he put McRoberts in and then when he put McSwain in. And I thought those guys actually gave some decent minutes, did some decent things. But in the second half of a tie game with two minutes and 30 seconds left or however you know much time was left on the clock, you can't play a two-minute stretch with Zach McRoberts and Freddie McSwain on the court together because you can't do anything offensively when you're in there. And some of the other decisions – look, I, I said this on Twitter – Obviously, any game like this, you know, all of us are going to get flooded with all the anti-Kareem Venom that you're going to get. I Look, I- I'm trying to remember. I know that there have been some bad games. I'm not sure that I can recall decision-making in a game of this magnitude this bad, where I just could completely not see the logic in what was happening. I- I'm, I- and I really just sat there kind of flabbergasted, unsure of what we were seeing. And... You know, I don't, Andy, I, I know you kind of agree. Ryan is,
2: I mean, is that wrong? Do you have no, maybe some, some? I'm not, I'm not defending the decision making. I'm, I'm just, I, my rant was singled out at one guy who I thought was a difference in the game in a negative way, and that was Thomas Bryant. Mm-hmm. I, I look, I'm not defending the decision making. I'm not defending the lineups. Uh, I, I will defend Zach McRoberts because I thought he was playing the best defense on Bronson Koenig of anybody.
0: And he, uh, and by the way, and kudos to Zach McRoberts because he drew that third foul on Bronson Koenig yeah. by playing tough defense and actually and, making and, it hard for the guy to drive actually, so I and, get that and he guarded him really well
2: I mean he, yeah, he, he, gives, you, he gives you nothing on offense we, we know that uh but I, th- I thought he played really good defense and quite frankly at a time where Indiana needs stops I was fine with him being in the game I don't know about having both he and McSwain in at the same time because then you lose so much offensively that whatever you gain defensively is almost a moot point point. And, um, and if you've resorted to that doesn't that
0: show that something is clearly really badly wrong that tom cream doesn't trust anybody else in that situation that we're playing those two guys together no offense to them but they're just not players that should be playing in a close game against a top 10 team
2: you know no for sure i mean look you had og ananobi on the bench during crunch minute crunch time and quite frankly i wasn't too sad about it because og played like crap in this game he was four or four from the field with six rebounds, nine points to six rebounds. We turned the ball over four times, was disengaged for long stretches. He played pretty good defense on Nigel Hayes for stretches. But I mean, other than that, I mean offensively he was standing in the corner the entire time and they were yelling at him to cut and move and do something. It just feels like he's not engaged at all. Like like what is But going yet when on Indiana there?
0: took that time out and needed a bucket. When they took that timeout with 19 seconds left, they gave it to OG and just let him drive wild into the corner. Which, well, no, I mean he was supposed
2: to turn the corner, but he lost the ball. I mean, you know, it was he he dribbled it and just lost lost control of it, and he he turned the corner, started driving. I'm I'm not saying it was a good play call out of the timeout. I'm just you know to be fair, he got the ball, got a screen, drove the corner, turned the corner, started driving towards the hoop, and lost the ball. I mean, you know, guys were paying attention and who were focused.
1: Yeah. The problem was that they pissed away 19 seconds of that possession before they took a timeout. Oh, and damn. then at that we'll point you couldn't that. run any like multi, you know, multi-step actions or whatever to actually get the ball to Deron Davis or somebody else who had done something and at that point. Yeah. You've just wasted more than half the shot clock. So now you have to go to a more one-on-one play, which is not what got you back in the game in the first place. And, and yeah. the funny thing is I'm looking now, I'm trying to go back and do the lineups. Cause I think this thing is screwed up that I was, I was using, but you know, that lineup that we're talking about with McRoberts and McSwain, the other three guys on the floor were Ananobi, Blackman, and Bryant. So you would think, if somebody told you that at the beginning of the year, even a month ago, and you said, all right, those three guys are on the floor, maybe you would have thought, yeah, you can get away with playing McRoberts and McSwain. The way those three had played earlier in this game, I, I, no way you could. Agreed. And, and yet, for, you know, a minute and 44 seconds in a in a critical part of the game, when it after it was tied... That was what what rolled out, and they actually only got uh, they actually IU I somehow during that stretch outscored Wisconsin by a point. But it's not even what it was; it was what it could have been. Um, you start thinking about missed opportunities of key possessions and things like that, and it just seems like a you know same story when we were... you know the the one game Brian's dribbling the ball down the court against Nebraska, and it's like this is a key possession and just give it away.
0: And and and, uh, and think about this: we're spending so much time talking about this lineup that played for two minutes toward the end of the game, hyper focusing on it. But in, in fairness, the question is, okay, who are you going to put in? The guys that got us down 13-0 to start the game that struggled at the start of the second half. So, you know, that should be our best lineup, the lineup that started. And Andy, you pointed out some of those numbers. And those guys totally no-show. Obviously, if you remove that, and Indiana just plays even for the first four minutes, Indiana's winning this game by six, seven points. So, I mean, the issues, the deep-seated issues in this game go for the entire 40 minutes. And the problem is... It's a roller coaster. It's like whack-a-mole. There's one issue these four minutes. We kind of fix it. And then the other issue comes up. We turn it over four times to start the game. Then we only turn it over two times for the rest of the first half. Then what happens in the second half? We come right out and turn the ball over again. And it's just like a problem pops up. We kind of solve it. Another one pops back up. And I think, Ryan, this gets to what I know that you want to talk about, which is urgency and the fact that this team really doesn't seem to be playing with a whole lot of it. And it's really disconcerting right now because I'm not liking what we're seeing just from – kind of a body language standpoint and, and from some other things. It's really, it's, it's concerning.
2: With four minutes and 30 seconds left, uh, 434 left Wisconsin Zach Walter hit a three pointer on a kick out from Ethan hap made it 66 59. That's a seven point game. Indiana called timeout. Uh, after that, Indiana kept taking 10, 12 seconds to get into their offensive set. You're down by seven against the team that plays slow. You need to get into your offense fast. You need to try and score fast, get to the hoop, do something. Jawan Morgan at one point was wandering around at midcourt, like for 25 seconds of a possession, then walked up and took a 27 foot three pointer. Like, wh- where does that come from? And Jawan's a smart player. Like, what is he doing there? Like, there's no... Maybe he's uncomfortable playing point guard. It might be, but he shouldn't have been po- playing point guard because Robert Johnson was in. Robert Johnson needs to go get the dang ball from him. Robert Johnson, you want to be a leader, go take over. I don't care what the coach says. I don't care what the play you've run is. If it's not working, go get the ball. Yogi Ferrell would have gone and gotten the ball. But I Yogi's realize. not here. So who's going to hold I the guys accountable to do that? I, I, Well, the oldest guys on the team should, and Robert Johnson's one of them. And I love Rob, and and you know that. And But <laughs> I know. you know what? He needs to be a leader. He's the oldest guy on the team. He's the guy with the most experience on the entire team, including Colin Hartman. He started way more than anybody. This is a guy who should be taking over games and and not necessarily taking him over with offense, but controlling them. Be the quarterback. Like, this is your opportunity. Yogi's gone. It's your team if you want it. Colin Hartman's out for the year. Like, do something. Don't don't just stand in the corner and wait for Jawan Morgan, a guy who's played point guard for all of about, what, Thirty minutes in his career to, to to try and run a set. Go get the ball and do something. Especially with ten seconds left, you're the only one who's getting past people on your drives. Do something. And and, and he's not the only one I'm mad at. But I'm just saying, in that situation, he's on the floor and Jawan Morgan's on the floor. Who should go get the ball? It's just like the fact that Thomas Bryant, I don't care what set they're running, he needs to get into the paint and get his and, and demand the ball. Don't say, yeah, pass it to me if you think I'm open. Demand the ball. Make it so these guys are going to hear from you all week if they don't give you the ball when you're open. Do stuff like that and take accountability for yourselves. Don't look to the coach all the time. That's not what basketball players should do. I mean, yeah, you follow what the coach says, but in the middle of a play, you improvise and you make something happen. And these guys are all good players. It's not like we're dealing with a lineup full of walk-ons. These are all very talented, highly recruited players, and they're not playing basketball the way they should. I'm sorry. there was a second rant. I apologize.
1: So, all right. So there'll be a third. It's okay. <laughs> but, yeah, there'll be many. There'll be many. All right. So I'd say two things on that. What One, um, I, I'll, I'll touch on the, the second thing you said first about Bryant really demanding the ball in the post. I mean, when you watch he and Duran Davis try to establish post position and what they do with it in the post, it's night and day. So I don't know that people totally. are not giving him the ball. Duran Davis sets up, has a good wide base, knows what he wants to do with the ball. doesn't take needless dribbles. If he puts the ball in the dribble, there's a purpose to it. I mean, there were plays early in the game. Bryant takes a dribble guy dribbles enough that a guy runs from across the entire damn floor and steals the ball from him before he does anything resembling a move toward the basket. Yeah. Second, and this will come as a surprise to know, and then I'll defend Robert Johnson a little bit. I I get what you're saying. You see how confused he is about whether he's really supposed to initiate the offense during the time that nobody came back to actually get the ball because Juwan Morgan had been bringing it up the court, and he goes to inbound the ball, and there's nobody there because he uh, is of the mindset like, I'm playing off the ball, which is ridiculous because obviously it shows a lack of awareness that people aren't even there to bring the ball up the court. But it's like, figure out what you want him to do. You take uh, him out of the starting
0: lineup for whatever reason. I have no idea. Hey, well, for, the record, the for the record, shot Fish, really poorly. For the record, Fish did say before the game that he was ailing and he wasn't sure if he was. But he injured probably played like thirty I
1: minutes in the I, game. I, so if I, he's that, if he's yeah, that bad, like I don't know. play him
0: thirty. You know what? Minutes.
2: You know what? You go one of 13 from the floor and shoot a lot of bad shots in your last game. You're probably not going to start. Uh, and you throw in the fact that you're sick. You're probably not going to start. I mean, let's be fair. It's not like He was great in his last game.
1: I, I'm or, not saying that he was, but then show me the accountability for other guys that show that right. don't show up. Good oh,
2: I, I'm not saying he's consistent. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, no, but here, here's what I'll say about that. Um, do, if Robert Johnson doesn't want this season to go off the rails and and, and he wants his junior year to be successful, you got to start taking some accountability and 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 taking some uh leadership out there. And that can means we, be- can we throw Blackman in there too? I mean, oh, we're yeah, letting absolutely. Blackman off absolutely. the hook because yeah, he no. totally no-showed in the second half. No, of course. I mean, it's totally. James Blackman as well. I mean, this goes for a bunch of guys. This isn't just Rob. I'm not, I mean, I'm picking on Rob because we we use that one play as an example, but yeah. there are plenty of guys that need to step up. James Blackman Jr. absolutely is one of them. He needs to learn how to guard anyone. I mean, there are chairs used in Euro videos of, of Euro guys coming to the NBA draft that play better defense than James Blackman Jr. And 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 it showed up today just to a ridiculous degree. Well, which I mean, is not
0: surprising, but he usually makes up for it on offense. And he was pretty effective in the first half offensively. He was, you know, I mean he was getting shots he made, but it's like in the second half I, I,
2: I mean, I don't know. It's like he, I mean, he went out there. He, he, deserve deserve, to he took two
0: shots. He took two opinion, shots in the second half.
2: In my opinion, he didn't deserve to be playing in the second half because he wasn't doing anything. He was looking, he was hunting for his shot and that's it. And that's not the James Blackwood Jr. We saw early in the year when this team was having success. Uh, he
0: was nothing he, about tonight is what we saw early. in the. Right. We need well, to forget about what we saw early this year. Well, of course,
2: of course. No, I'm just saying that he was a different player and he was moving the ball to get the yeah. ball and 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 tonight it was dribble, dribble, find a crease, and maybe pull up. I mean, it was just awful. and And um, you know, look, and the, another thing is and and this is this is going to get talked about, of course, but Indiana was five of fifteen from three. Their second straight, awful shooting night. But those those were not good looks. They were getting. They weren't getting any open looks because guys weren't cutting hard. Guys weren't setting the right screens. Guys weren't moving. And you you know you're not going to get good threes. You're only a good three point shooting team if you're getting good looks. And I thought in the last game against uh, against Louisville, I thought they had some good looks that didn't go down. Um, and this game was. I, I I mean I can't name many of those threes that were good looks that didn't go down. And and you know this team isn't good enough. To shoot five of 15 from three and win games. It just isn't. It should be. It's got an all American type big man that should be able to score 20 points a night if he wants to. And, and you've got to, his backup clearly can score 12 to 15. I mean, they should be pounding the ball in the post, and, and those guys should take it on themselves to do it. And Deron Davis did tonight. So good for him
0: yeah good for him I I thought you know again on on the positive note I thought Deron Davis did some good things Juwan Morgan finished with 12 points and seven boards and I thought again you know three offensive rebounds the problem is when he's out there playing point guard he's so far away from the basket he can't really do Juwan Morgan things from an offensive rebounding perspective Um, you know I I guess really that that's kind of where the positives end Um, Andy where do you want to go next with this thing I don't, I don't can, we, can we talk about a different game? Is that, is that possible? No. I saw, okay, let's talk about this. How excited are we that we're coming to Bloomington on the heels of a three-game losing streak, ready to be the slump busters in Simon Scott Assembly Hall? I mean, we have to bring it. We have got huh. to bring it this weekend. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it's going to be Armageddon. I feel like if they win that
2: game. So. Yeah. If they yes. uh, if they if they fall to Illinois, we may not make it out of town alive. No, but hey, but we are going to be there. So
0: if you're going to be at the Illinois game, let us know. Tweet us. Let us know beforehand, you know, so we can try and look for you. And we want to meet, you know, obviously as many of you as possible. And then we're going to be hanging out at Yogi's afterwards. So come hang out with us there. Um, all right, let's regroup. You know what I hate about these kind of games. We're kind of getting snippy with each other. We're all over the place. The show has been like Indiana's offense so far. We need to adjust a little bit and uh, and, and, and reel this back in. So, uh, so Ryan... Glad.
2: I'm, I'm so glad we're not all in the same place because I'd probably have <laughs> choked Andy by now. <laughs> Wait, why would you choke? Andy should be choking you. Why, what's what, what's your beef with Andy? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Just angry. He'd be the closest person. Residual. <laughs> Just any proximity. smaller than me. Any smaller proximity than
0: me. More than anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. True. Um, all right. So before Ryan starts choking Andy, I want to take a quick minute and tell you why you should activate your free assembly call membership. All right. There are three reasons. Number one, it's quick and easy. Uh, go to assemblycall.com join. It'll take you about 15 seconds. Plus, number two, it's how you get our best content because by joining, you'll receive our weekly six-banner Saturday IU Hoops news roundup as well as our detailed post-game analysis email. Can't wait to write that one tonight. Uh, and also, it's how you connect with us in the Assembly Call community because only members can access our moderated post-game live chat and our discussion forum. So if you like what you hear on the Assembly Call, becoming a member is the next logical step, and it is free. Join us at assemblycall.com slash join. All right. Well, you are listening to the Assembly Call IU postgame show. We are doing our best to break down Indiana's really, really disappointing loss to the Wisconsin Badgers tonight. I'm Jared Morris here with Andy Bottoms and Ryan Phillips. You know, the the thing about this game is that, you know, there's a reality where Indiana plays really well tonight and still loses because Wisconsin's a good team, you know. And, And I think what's really frustrating is you look at this. And there are so many things that Indiana does wrong, you know, turning it over 22 percent of the time and not getting good looks and, you know, just guys seeming to drift through entire parts of the game. And there you are, you look up and you're up by one with like three, four minutes to go with a chance to steal it. And that's good on the one hand, I think, that Indiana, despite another really rough shooting night from deep, which has been such a death knell for this team, found a way to keep themselves in it against a really good, really experienced team. You can, if you really dig down deep and pull hard, you can extract a positive from that. But then to just totally piss your chance away at the end of the game with unconscionable decisions and wasted possessions, and to even be in that position in the first place, I mean, if Indiana goes out and just plays good you know well like they're capable of playing this is a game that they're probably in control of and maybe leading by six or seven points and yet here we are with another awful loss an awful performance and sitting on a three-game losing streak and so I guess I say all that as a preface to what next because the truth is I thought Tom Crean made so many poor decisions tonight and I think even with the dearth of options that it seems like he has on his bench I I can't defend the choices that he made, but I can kind of sympathize with him in the fact that not a whole lot's working right now. And that's on him because, you know, obviously he recruited the players and he's coaching the team and he's putting in the plan. So if it's not working, he's the guy who's accountable. But what do you do? Andy, you know, you first. I mean, what, you know, I mean, we talked about starting Deron Davis. You know, like, what do you do right now with this team? Because I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the struggle at this point is if you said, all right, who give me the five players who are playing the best, I'm not sure we've got a great answer for, for that question. Um, you know, a- anybody who is consistently playing well earlier in the year seems to have lost any semblance of of confidence in what they're doing uh, at this stage of things. And, uh, you know, I think Robert Johnson, by most accounts, is the guy who was, who was most consistent early on. And he scored some points late, uh, which is, you know, good that he saw a couple three-pointers go in. And I thought overall played a lot better in the second half than he did in the first. But... You know he's certainly been inconsistent the last last couple games. Um, and anybody else, Juwan Morgan, I'd say is another one. I mean he continues to fight out there. I thought the, the things you said and, and wrote about him uh, in in the aftermath of the Louisville game were were spot on. And, and so you you know those guys, Daron Davis, like who do you really uh, who do you really have? And and, and you look back and, and again I feel like we keep coming back to the non conference. You didn't figure out anything about what you had and who you could trust of the of the freshmen that are out there and they still kind of get minutes in these weird parts, parts of the game where Curtis Jones came in after, you know, not playing at all in the second half and came in with like five minutes left. And, and uh, I I really don't know. I mean, I think some of the accountability stuff that we talked about before uh, are, are, is a factor because it seems like at times, you know, comments are made, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it, it just doesn't seem to be consistent. And I think, uh, you know, you run into these snares. I mean, I tweeted this at the beginning of the game, just take everybody out. Uh, You know, you see this every once in a while. It's not, it's, it's not a, uh, you know, not a common thing. I don't know if Crean's ever done it, but I mean, you get off to that kind of start. So about all five guys, even if it's for a minute, but you got to, at some point um have to ha- have to send a-, a message to guys that these slow starts and, and this inattention to detail and the, you know, half-hearted, I'm, I'm kind of double teaming, but I'm really not. So I'm just stuck in the middle and giving up a layup and I'm, late on closeouts. I don't have my hand up. And these, the, the attention to detail uh, is just not there. And at some point you've got to find a way to get people to fall into roles. I mean, we continue to harken back to that as well as, you know, last year's team had, you know, roles pretty well defined. And, and you see that, you know, this year, that's just not the case. You don't know what you're going to get from anybody uh, on a given night. And I think it starts with accountability. These turnovers, you know, four turnovers in the first four minutes of the game. Well, congratulations. You didn't do as bad a job taking care of the ball the rest of the game. But you dug yourself a you know a fourteen point hole at one point I think at the beginning of the game that you're spending the whole game fighting back out of and then that makes you that much more upset when you've actually you know dug yourself out of that hole taken a lead and then you just give it right back with you know questionable coaching decisions and uh, and then the turnovers kind of come again at that point or, or poor possessions and poor shots but um, th- this team does not have any idea it seems what it's doing when it's playing well and you see these positions where everybody just meanders and throws the ball around. With you know, getting one or two steps inside the three point line, and then lo and behold, you get a drive or you get the ball in the post to Deron Davis, and good things happen. And then you just go away from it entirely and have you know like that possession Ryan talked about. How are you not even attempting to get the ball into the post at that point, and you just pass the ball around the perimeter for you know for thirty seconds, and then jack up a you know twenty six footer? That is that did not in any way answer your question. I I really don't know.
2: <laughs> We're used to yeah. it. It's fine. No, I. <laughs> Look, here, here's a really scary, scary I'm, cho- I'm choking you in my mind. <laughs> You'll have an opportunity this weekend, my friend. Uh... So here, here's a really scary thought in my mind. If there's some guys on um, Indiana who have more of a relaxed demeanor, I'd say to put it very politically correct, uh, who just seem like more relaxed guys. And and if this team is taking on their personality and not the intense personality of some of the other players, like, uh, you know, Thomas Bryant, when he's, when his energy's full out, uh, that's a problem because those guys don't seem to have that urgency we talked about. One thing about Yogi Ferrell was he was always on, always buzzing around, always had the energy. And I know we're, we're talking about Yogi. Yogi's not walking through that door. I know. I'm just using it as a comparison. I know some people are annoyed whenever I bring up Yogi. Um, but that's the thing that he provided was an energy that everybody else could follow. And, and right now you've got a lot of guys whose demeanor doesn't change, whether they're excited or not or focused or not or playing well or not. And, and that's a problem when you can't rally around somebody and rally around something. And it just seems like these are a lot of nice, quiet kids who are all very polite uh, and, and seem to be uh, you know, like each other and things like that, but don't have someone to point to as a leader and don't have someone to point to who can provide energy or provide a lift. Um, you know, When the crowd was great against uh, North Carolina, they got that, their lift from there. Um, but I, I just feel like this team needs something to happen that's positive to build on. And every time it looks like they're heading in that direction, the last three games, they've had momentum in games and, and then given up and then done something stupid, turn the ball over, lead to a score, or uh, you know, just not get a stop. I mean, they, they had a lead tonight and just couldn't get a stop several times. Had it had either tied or had the lead and just could not get a stop. That is not only, does that, Prevent you from getting momentum. It kills whatever momentum you have because you're like, yeah. Now we finally got it. We finally got it. Oh, you know. And, and and the crowd is that way. The crowd reacts that way too. Happening against Nebraska, a number of times in that game as well. Uh, so this team just, it, it, when things get down, I feel like they get down on themselves and question themselves and second guess themselves. That's not good for a team built like this. This team needs to be cocky, and it needs to be playing with swagger, and it needs to be playing with energy if it's going to be successful. And right now we're seeing this is the depths of a three-game losing streak. It hasn't happened in this program in a long time. They didn't lose consecutive games last year. We noted that many times. Last year's team did not have a losing streak. Three games in a row is a big, big deal, and this team needs to dig out of it and needs to build. It's got to start small, too start working on fundamentals, start slowly building up and and make something happen because Illinois is not going to give them a break on Saturday. I mean, that's not a great team, but Illinois is not going to give them a break. You know, Illinois is not going to say, Oh, poor Hoosiers. They've lost two in a row at home and three. They're total. not. I really wish they would, uh, but no, that's not going to happen. That's a big 10 team that, that's going to smell blood. I mean, Indiana lost in Nebraska. Illinois is thinking this is a chance for us to get a road win. So, you know indiana needs to to figure something out and and start building now and start from the basics and just work up and slowly find some positives you know and and i think
0: you know you mentioned that and it's it's such an interesting observation about taking on you know kind of the energy the the following maybe the guys who don't have quite the energy that you want you know thomas i thought was just not good at all in the first half but if you noticed he played his best during that stretch when he was in there with duran and duran really got going and that kind of picked him up and he got going it just feels like it's been you know harder for thomas to get going and i don't know if maybe we misinterpreted some of his enthusiasm last night Maybe it wasn't as much him leading with enthusiasm, but he was getting caught up in what was going on with all the other guys. And he may be a guy that needs to feed off of his teammates. And I'll tell you something that we've learned, if we've learned anything about Tom Crean teams, you know, obviously we know that Tom Crean teams have tended to play better as an underdog. They've really struggled when put in that position of being a top dog. You know, once they kind of reach that top point, they they seem to lose a bit of that edge. But look at the really good Tom Crean teams, right? Like the 2013 team, right? That team followed the lead of guys like Victor Oladipo and Cody Zeller, who always brought it. They led with positive energy and with a swagger, right? Look at last year's team, Ryan. You mentioned Yogi Ferrell. Think about the difference between senior year Yogi Ferrell and sophomore year Yogi Ferrell, right? There was a big difference between those two guys. And the guy, his senior year was ready to lead with energy and a just a swagger, every single night out there. And then you had guys like Troy Williams and Max felt right there. And those guys were able to lead. I think Tom Crean teams struggle. I mean, we know this when they don't have that internal leadership rudder. And right now this team doesn't seem to have that. And, you know, I, to me, there's so many. There's a lot of tactical things. There's a lot of strategic things Indiana's doing wrong. But that, to me, is one of the biggest issues facing this team. We knew it was going to be coming into the season, but we thought, okay, who's going to emerge? Where will the leadership come from? And right now, it hasn't come from anybody, and it's terrifying because if it doesn't come at some point, this is quickly going to become a lost season. And and that's where you know Coach Crean showed the ability last year to help guide a veteran team to improvement. Can he do that with a young team that doesn't have the internal leadership to help lead itself out of these issues? We don't know. And so far the returns haven't been very good. I think that's a big part of why I'm frustrated and a little bit scared and why other people are too. Andy, you got something on lineups.
1: Yeah, and I think it it, it dovetails a little bit to with what you just said. I think Crean, you know, continues to to struggle to figure out combinations that work. So if you just look, I mean, we're how what is fifteenth game of the season, I want to say. and now? 15th game? Uh, So they're playing, you know, the first half, there were 12 different lineups used. None of them played together more than once. In the second half, there were 11 different lineups used, and the only one that got reused in the first half was the starters, who were terrible. Uh, And again, we're not good to start the second half. And so you're not getting any stability there between these guys playing together in groups Um, there were some longer stretches in the second half, which actually proved to be pretty good for the most part, uh, as they got through and, you know, kind of letting guys play together a little bit longer. That's why I cite those a lot in, you know, when I send these emails to see, you know, do we really see better performance for, for, you know, when lineups are left together for, you know, two minutes, three minutes, whatever that might be versus those that there's kind of a, a revolving door for. And I think it just turns into, you know, grasping at something. And I guess if I, you know, go back to your last question, you've got to get some semblance of stability in terms of lineups. Get these guys used to playing with each other so they know what to do so that they know who's initiating the offense. And it sounds stupid to be saying that 15 games into the season, but you know, possession to possession, it has varied quite a bit over the course of the season and and where these guys need to be. And so, you know, whether it's playing these in different shifts or figuring out different substitution patterns that allow similar combinations to play together more over the course of the game, I think is useful because at this point you won a whole game and you had 22 different lineups play over the course of a 40 minute basketball game. And two of those lineups got used, got played together for more than one stretch of time. And in, and in one of the cases, the second stretch of time was not very long. Um, and so you, you just look at that and you just feel like he is grasping for not necessarily leadership, but what combinations are going to work. And it is scary to think, um, that we are at that point 15 games into the season.
0: It is, you know, and again, I don't, I don't want to spend that much time talking about the schedule. When you play eight games that don't matter, it's really hard to have your flaws exposed. And right now, Indiana is having its flaws exposed. The Hoosiers have now lost four straight games against decent opposition. And we're, based on our current RPI, we're in danger of hurting Mississippi Valley State's NCAA tournament resume if we don't get this thing turned around. So nice. that's, well... By the way, in the chat, I just asked Ryan where he wants to go next. and His reply was, off a cliff or to wander into traffic. So it's been that kind of night. Both of them sound like a great
2: idea right about now.
0: Um, A couple of comments that aren't going to particularly make anybody feel better. Just coming out of the post-game press conference, Juwan Morgan uh, said simply, we weren't ready. Uh, And I think Kreen basically said the same thing. Uh, What was Kreen's quote in here? Megan had it in the chat. Um, if I can find it, I mean, it was basically, yeah, we need better starting energy. I have to keep figuring out what our lineup is. It's back to the drawing board on that. And I think that's, that's kind of where we are right now with a season that began with so much promise. I mean, just incredible promise. At one point, Jeff Goodman had Indiana number one in his power rankings and the Hoosiers were number three in the country. I mean, that was yeah. not that long thanks, ago.
2: Thanks for that, Jeff, yeah. by
0: the way, <laughs> yeah. really, really appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's blame him. It's a lot easier than,
2: you hey, <laughs> I got to direct the blame somewhere. Yeah.
0: Or we'll he's we'll not go. here to
2: defend himself, so in classic Phillips fashion, I'm just going go uh-uh. to go send it that way. Or we'll
0: take a page out of Millie Vanilli's book and blame it on the rain. We could do that as well. Oh,
2: okay. You really had to go there. Come on, you're better than that. Uh, look, here's, here's what I'll say. We're two games into the Big Ten season. The year's not over. Um, so I know a lot of people are like, I don't want to watch this team anymore. And I, you know, That's this, silly. But, you know what? Yeah, shut up uh because look most Stick of you are gonna, team. Yeah, most of you are going to watch it to complain about Korean substitutions anyway. We all know that. So you know, stop saying you're going to stop. But um it, there is a stretch coming up where Indiana can build some positives. I mean, if, if we're looking at it, they play Illinois this weekend, they go at Maryland, they play Rutgers and then they go at Penn State, which look, at Maryland and at Penn State, you never know what's going to happen there. Uh but that's four games where they can build some positives leading into the Michigan State game and Michigan State isn't playing well. So you know, this is an opportunity. These guys, the guys who aren't playing very much have to look at this as an opportunity. The lineup's up for grabs. Deron Davis took care of his opportunity tonight. And, 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 and other guys can do that too. And guys who are starters need to look at what happened to Thomas Bryant versus Deron Davis tonight and say, Oh man, my job is up for grabs. Like forget, forget anything else, but just understand that you're not playing well. And if you're not doing what the coaches are asking you to do, and you're not doing what your teammates need, and you're not playing for the guy next to you and not playing just for yourself, then, you know, you can lose your job and you can end up on the very end of the bench. And 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 I don't know if Green's going to do that. I don't know if that's the way he's going to play it. But you know what? It, he should. And, and, and the guys who aren't playing right now should look at it as an opportunity to step in and do something. And, and you know, hey, Zach McRoberts, I, we can talk about how he doesn't provide anything offensively, but he showed well tonight defensively and actually gave the team a bit of a spark for stretches. I don't think he should have played as much as he was. And we talked about the lineups. That was a mess. But you know he's a guy who earned some playing time with his defense on one of Wisconsin's best players, and um, and you use him in short spurts to prove a point. We're not we're not getting into that. Yeah, no. And I'm
0: saying I agree with you. I mean, use him in short spurts to prove a point because I mean there has to be accountability at some point, you know. And obviously, you know, I mean, I think there needs to be accountability for the coach too. And you know, you can't bench your coach, obviously. But I mean, he's got to be better. Every, you know, right now this is the time. You know, and I guess Kareem told the team it's only January, and it is. And look, we're all going to look at their comments and read too much into post game comments. And there's nothing they can. There is not. The truth is, there's nothing they can say in this post game that's going to make anybody feel better. Nothing. No, it's all so going to make just, it feel worse. No, yeah. they should just get up there and say, we're moving on to Illinois. We're moving on to Illinois. We're moving on to Illinois because nothing they say is going to do any good. And what they need to do is not listen to anything anybody says or tweets or rants about on a post game show or talks about on an Inside the Hall podcast because none of that stuff matters. Those guys have to come together, figure out what the heck they're doing try to get a more cogent plan from their coach that they understand and they know their roles and just come out and play good team basketball. That's what they have to do. And I think that's the frustration for all of us is just wanting to see them do that, get back to those basics. And it just seems like they get a little bit further and further from it, which each with each one of these games that we watch. And that's the frustration. And and you hope that this team has that intestinal for that internal fortitude to be able to do that. And we haven't seen anything yet that suggests that they will, but You know, look, we're fans and we're going to get on here and we're going to be frustrated and we're going to commiserate after these losses. And I saw, you know, Maurice Creek had Maurice Creek had this great tweet about, you know, he's seeing all these negative comments from IU fans. And, you know, look, you know, basketball is a game of makes and misses. And are you with us or against us coming out, being frustrated, offering critiques? You know, spending valuable time desperately, you know, talking about these issues and trying to figure this out is not a sign of being against the team. You know, that is what fans do. But, you know, the guys internally have to do that and figure it out and do something different and
2: come out ready to play. That's the key. So Anyway, well, let's, that, let's, that meandered. Let's Hopefully, fair. you got the point that I was trying well, to. Well, you know, let's be fair. What Maurice was responding to is the people who are saying this team's done, this right. is over. Right. This is, you know, that's what he's he's not responding to actual thoughtful critiques on lineup changes and guys not playing up to their ability or not being where they're supposed to be on the floor. So, you know, let's, um, yeah, let's let's just kind of give him a break for that. Because I, I think that anybody understands that after any game, you're going to have a critique, even when Indiana wins, they don't play perfect game. But, but the people who are out there saying, you know, Oh, you know, I'm done. Crean should be fired. I mean, the guy won a big 10 title last year. He's not getting fired. So let's get past that. Okay. I mean, cause first of all, if you fire a guy who won a big 10 title the year before, nobody's going to want to come coach here because they realize they're on a one-year contract. So let's, let's just, Dispense with that, okay? Get that out. It's about making the team coached by Crean better and how and what should they do. Uh, so let's let's just back off of that because that's all I see on Twitter is, oh, Crean's teams will never be good. Did you guys have that short of memory? Last year was one of the most special seasons we've seen in years for Indiana basketball. And I'm talking decades. And, and 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 that's the same coach. I realize it's not the same team. I agree with you. Let me say this, though.
0: I, and I, this is kind of the point that I was making earlier, is there does seem to be kind of a defined roster construction that Crean can win with and kind of a defined one that he can't. And I think what people are afraid of right now is that this season is showing itself to be one of those that he's just not – he hasn't shown himself able to coach. And I think people uh, are kind of projecting that forward, and that's the frustration. I get what you're saying in a macro sense – but I do understand some of the frustration Ent- in a micro sense.
2: Entirely understandable. But the response should be Tom Crean should do this. He needs to do that, not fire him. Yeah. And that's well, the yeah, thing. That's mean, I, I, and, yeah. and look, that's the way Indiana's fan base has been ever since Bobby Knight left. I mean, it was every loss with Mike Davis, every loss with he who shall not be named. And now mm. every loss with Crean. And it's 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 they, they just I mean, it's it's ridiculous, guys. Play out the season focus on the season. Focus on what needs to be improved. Don't just throw it at, throw it all out because you lost a game, all right? I mean, it, it, this isn't fun. We're not having fun. You're not having fun. And the tweet your players,
0: stuff to us, not the players.
2: Yeah, and the players are definitely not having fun, but they're kids. You know, focus on what you think should be better and, and instead of this get rid of it. Get rid of it. They're done. I'm done with these people. I mean, that this stuff is just ridiculous. If that if you can be done that quickly from three losses you're not a real fan so stop pretending to be one and just don't watch basketball
1: yeah i i agree with i agree with your last point i think that i mean kind of like i said at the beginning i mean this is a game where any 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 criticism that people have of cream was on full display in this game and it becomes an easy jumping off point at that point to say hey this is this is the kind of thing we we're going to see Uh, and and I think that's what becomes, you know, somewhat challenging. You know, it talks about, I was looking a little bit in the, you know, the, the comments about, you know, we, about late in the game, went with a couple guys that played fine in the first half, you've got to come in and be ready to impact the game. I I get that, but you're putting them in, in crunch time, guys who have not played in this type of game the entire time. You can argue Curtis Jones did that in the, in the Kansas game. But I think at that point it was almost like he didn't know any better. Um, you did that. they, They hadn't been in the game the entire half. And in the case of Jones, I mean, he hadn't played since. He played like a couple minutes late in the half, but he went out about the eight-minute mark of the first half. Didn't play the first thirteen minutes of the second half. And McSwain was a, a similar story, where he went out about the four-minute mark of the first half and didn't come in until the nine-minute mark of the half. So I get that you want guys to be ready. Those guys are not ready for this situation, uh, and I think the fact that it seemed like to him that's the right thing to do at that moment, just I just still find uh, baffling at this point. And I think, but but you look at. But then you look at the flip side of that is what we talked about before is who else could you count on at that point? So if I want to play devil's advocate and say, well, what else are you going to do? I mean, the guys that you want to count on in this team were arguably, again, plus minus, not the best. Blackman, minus 21. Bryant, minus 15. Uh, Morgan was minus 16, which surprised me quite a bit. Um, well,
2: he you, was you in know, so much. that you know, They, they, they yeah. lost, so he was probably bound to have that. But a lot of those, yeah. some of those some of those guys. A lot of that was huge. the
1: first being in the starting lineup that was yeah, minus 13 was gonna, in the game. But yeah, but, but again, why put those guys back out there to start the second half? You got off to a worse start. It says after the game it was inexp. You know, I don't in, how we started makes no sense. But oh, by the way, let's put these guys out there again to start the second half in a close game and see how that goes. I, that that's the kind of stuff that. Yet, yeah, while I do not forget, you know, last year and that he's won two Big Ten titles and all that stuff. To say that that isn't head scratching uh, is is overlooking something that clearly makes no sense?
2: Oh, for sure. No, look, I, and I'm not. I'm not defending the decisions tonight. And and, and you know, uh, coaches have off games as much as players do. And he clearly wasn't seeing something. I also would like the assistants to grab. I mean, they've been around him long enough to grab Green and say, Hey, he, he, that's not a good move.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: that, that's that's their job is is to keep him in check and to to remind him of things. Uh, even Coach K's assistants do that. And he's a horrible human being. So you never know what he's going to do to you. <laughs> (laughs) Yes, um, a Mike
0: Shoshevsky rant on the week that the poor man is going in for back surgery.
2: That's the kind of week it's been for I just thought I thought on the night of a bad loss, I I just thought that, you know, it was time to send some shrapnel coach K's away. Why not? (laughs) It um I don't have. A, hey, I don't have a Wisconsin ref rant for tonight. So clearly, well, I, well, I, we, we can't
0: something. talk about Nigel Hayes just blatantly pushing off on OG and no, being called I mean, on OG. Was, we, look, Ethan Happ exactly. traveling game, on every post move. Ethan Happ
2: travels on every A guy every getting every called
1: screen. for a moving screen with the basketball. I mean, every time I
2: Ethan Happ catches so much the ball now. in the post, he shuffles his friggin' feet. And somebody needs to call it. It's ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous. Anyway, I, I promised myself I wouldn't get angry. Uh, too late, but it's cathartic. It's let it out, man. Let it out. It's okay. But I will say that the officials were bad both ways tonight. There were some. There were some. There were some. Indiana got got. Uh, lucky on a few of those uh so i didn't have as big a problem with it my problem is the officials just don't know the rules i mean as 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 plain as i can say it they don't know the rules as andy said you can't you can't set in the legal screen when you have the basketball that is not possible in that situation the defender ran into the guy with the ball that's a foul like i mean how how was that
0: uh... by the way i hate respect bronson koenig more than like I, I don't I, I don't even like watching Nigel Hayes play. I just think for a player that talented and that athletic, he's a little he too just kinda I don't he know. He wastes it. He, he's too calm and collected for me. I love Bronson Koenig, you know, the hate respect of an opposing sure. player and Andy He reminds me of Jamie Skelton. That's a name that you'll remember. from. How dare you? I know. Why
2: are you making this night worse? I I want to make the nightmares worse tonight. Koenig's a very very good player, and uh, imagine my shock and horror when I realized he wasn't a senior last year a a couple months ago looking through the Wisconsin uh, media guide. I was like, that guy's still there? Uh,
1: I feel like he'll find his way back onto that roster again next year, too, just to to despite
0: all of us. He was in Cranston Jeff Settles' Brainig. recruiting class, I believe.
2: His distant <laughs> cousin, Cronson Brainig, with a mustache, is yeah. going to be a freshman guard. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I just, look. Wisconsin played well, they did what they had to do. Um, you know, respect to them. They're going to be in the mix for the for the title this year, I think. The Big Ten title. Uh Ethan App's a very good player. He just travels every time he posts up. Uh, but he's a very good player and he's tough to defend and he's good on both ends of the floor. But um, you know, it's a violation the, every time he touches the ball. But every player. time. But you know, he's a good player. It's uh, you know, I blame that on coaching. It's uh but look, if they don't call it, I mean he also throws his arm out in front of his shooting arm every time he does a little turnaround hook, which is illegal, but if they don't call it. I'd take advantage of it too. I'd love for Thomas Bryant to get three steps every time he gets the ball and not have it called. Um, but that that had nothing to do with Indiana losing the game tonight. Though uh, there was nothing game changing about really any of those calls. In, Indiana was going to lose this game regardless. So it's hard for me to get that fired up. Except for the fact that yeah, it annoys the crap out of me when Hayes gets the or when uh, when Hot ha- uh, what's his name the the post player. Uh,
1: Half the when, guy who should have committed his fourth foul like three times before he actually committed his yeah, fourth no. foul. That one, okay, yeah.
2: Well, no, Andy, I, I was don't literally convinced know. it would
1: have to be an anchor man type scene where people are just getting people are just getting murdered on the court for him to get a fourth <laughs> foul. Oh, oh no, Brick the show's killed a gonna... guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much Jared, where we're at,
0: right? Jared, I know you're trying to get this back on the rails. It's no, way I'm off, not, man. I'm not. In the last five <laughs> minutes, we've had we've talked about Coach K. We've had a Brick Tamlin reference. <laughs> Our, uh, the chat. Someone just mentioned Brad Stevens. So this is going exactly how I thought yeah. it was going to go. It's an easy no loss, man. <laughs> <laughs> late late a show. Man. Late show execution
1: equal to <laughs> late game execution tonight. <laughs> I would say. Yes. Um, we laugh no, but- because it's better
0: than tears.
2: Yeah, it really is. It's, uh, you know, okay. So, but with Hap, you know how, like, when guys are dribbling and they back guys down kind of side to side like that? He does that without dribbling, which is, it's a miracle. I don't know how he does it. He moves three feet without dribbling. And it's, I mean, the guy, they should look at the canonization. They really should, because that's a miracle.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, so we're going to go to last call here in just a second. Um, Ryan wants to tell us about Adore Jackson, I think, uh, or something like that.
2: Zankal Zank is fine okay. after yesterday. <laughs> good. Uh, everybody in the nation held their breath, but he's fine. That's good. And at All least right. I had that USC win to just – because if not, oh, my gosh, guys. Had USC lost that game last night – Hey, this would just, be way
0: worse than it is. No, no. Just hold on to this thought. We have reservations at seven o'clock at Yonko's for steaks on Friday night. Everything's gonna be okay. Just get to Friday at seven o'clock.
2: Oh, by That's the way, it, people so don't show go. up at seven o'clock and complain to us, please. We're just gonna be having we're private citizens having dinner. Do not show up and bother us. You can come the next night to to yogis on Saturday <laughs> night. Do not come and bother us while we're eating steak. That's a religious experience. And I'd appreciate not being talked to during it. I'm going to say the same thing to Will. Will is not allowed to talk to me during this, during, during dinner. It's-
0: wow, and, and you're going to choke Andy if he says anything. So this is going to at be. Least, it. Andy it. may not make it, have it to a dinner. Steak knife, Andy. So that'll be helpful.
2: Yeah. Andy <laughs> may not make it to dinner at this rate.
0: All right. So before we get this show back on the rails a little bit and go to last call, one more quick reminder that a great way to support the assembly call is by ordering your official assembly call T-shirt from HoosierProud.com. Go to HoosierProud.com and check out their selection of unique, stylish apparel that anyone with Indiana roots will love. And don't forget the promo code Assembly A S S E M B L Y for fifteen percent off. That works for our Assembly Call logo T-shirts and anything else you buy. Again, the URL is HoosierProud.com. All righty. Well, you are listening to the Assembly Call IU post game show. Indiana loses seventy five sixty eight to the Wisconsin Badgers in a game that was a comedy of errors to begin. And a tragedy of errors to end. I'm Jared Morris here with Andy Bottoms and Ryan Phillips. We are wrapping this show up. Andy, do you want to give us, you know, a few quick thoughts about Illinois? And by the way, you and I are going to be sitting just a few rows behind the Illinois bench. So if things get bad, we can heckle John Gross and keep ourselves entertained.
2: Hopefully, hopefully you're not just you're, you're not distracted by the glare off his head. Oh, <laughs> wear sunglasses.
1: It'll be fine. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Illinois has been a little bit up and down. They, they started really poorly, uh, lost three games in a row, were only four and three. Then they won six in a row, got blown out at Maryland, and then, uh, you know, had a, a nice home win against Ohio State on Sunday. So uh, they don't play at all this week. They'll have had almost a week to prepare uh, and, and a week to rest. So they're one and one of the Big Ten right now. I mean, this is a game, uh, you know, I obviously has to have. It, from from their standpoint, you know Malcolm Hill is the guy that you really want to uh, to watch offensively. He uses a ton of possessions, a really prolific scorer. Uh, other than that, they've got Tracy Abrams who's been there for like six years because of multiple knee injuries and things like that. They've got uh, uh, you know a, a few big guys uh, that that may pose some some issues for IU. But uh, again, I think uh, you would like to think that that this is a game that IU could win. But I think at this point, we take absolutely nothing for granted. <laughs> Uh, you know, Illinois has not been great on the offensive end, not not overly efficient uh, overall. They're ranked 82nd offensive efficiency, 76th on defense, uh, and, and defensively, one of the better things they've done is keep opponents off the offensive glass. So we know how important that's been uh, for IU. So we'll we'll be watching that. But uh, you know, feels like it, you know they struggled away from home in their their first Big Ten road game, uh, and hopefully we'll see more of the same on uh, on Saturday. Yeah. All right. Do you have any thoughts for last call? Uh, you know, it's it's funny. We have talked so many times over the course of doing this show about what a roller coaster, uh, different teams, seasons, games have been, and it kind of felt like I think I even you know foolishly said this it, it, maybe in the Kansas game where it was like you know maybe this is the time that there's not a step back and it, it continues on the ascent and we don't have quite that roller coaster feeling. Well, I, I said that at some point during the season and I was an idiot. Uh, so here we are you know, even in this game of roller coaster, started so terribly, watched them really fight and dig their way out of the hole, as I mentioned before, and then just give it away in the end. And uh, I, I think that's what's, you know, for a while I was prepared to come on here at the beginning of the game and just be irate about how poorly they came out to start. And then I was like, hey, they really fought back. This is good. And then, uh, you know, ended up being just as irate as I thought I might be by the end of the game, just for different reasons. And And I think Uh, at this point, they've got to take it one game at a time, uh, throw out as many sports cliches as you want. You know, they need to get a win. Um, Stop the slide. We talk about things snowballing with turnovers at times. They need to stop the losses from snowballing. Get the win. As Ryan said, uh, the trip to Maryland is certainly not an easy place to play, um, but a team that IU has played close every time that they have played uh, and, and a team that I think's record is a little bit better than their actual team is at this point. So, you can get on a winning streak, but you got to win the first one first, and uh, and hopefully that comes Saturday. Uh, more importantly than that, looking forward to hopefully seeing a number of listeners out there, and to seeing uh, you guys, even Ryan, uh, to get together. I know it's something uh, we've been looking forward to since we did it last year. So uh, that's kind of the silver lining, other than the the chance that we might have a, a front row seat on the doorsteps of hell if the game uh, if the game doesn't go well on Saturday. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Literally, might have close to a front row seat on the doorsteps of hell, but that is uh, not hyperbole. That is. Yeah. Yeah. The apocalypse
2: comes to Bloomington Saturday night.
0: Yes, possibly, possibly. Oh, geez, is there is there enough alcohol at Yogi's if that happens? Well, let's damn let's sure going to find out if we get yeah. to that point. Yeah. By the way, uh, we have tweets of people promising to come heckle you at at Yonkers, Ryan. So, there's that's nothing. Happening. There's nothing that would make me happier
1: in the, in the past couple <laughs> of weeks that we've received different different uh, tweets from people. One of one of whom. Was adamant that the show was much better with when Ryan was on it, and one of which was adamant that it was much better when he wasn't. Um, I think we all you, know. I'm not going to tell you which one my dad said, but I think we can get <laughs> it. I think we just all kidding. Know. There's no way my dad's on Twitter. That's the most that that's the
0: most outlandish thing I've ever said. Yeah, that
2: that is that is pretty bad. I think we all know the answer to that, and we'll just keep it quiet because I don't want to hear him.
0: Hey Andy, let me ask kind of a serious question tonight just to to kind of put things into perspective real quick. If you were making a bracket right now, would Indiana be in it?
1: Yeah, they would be. Um yeah. okay. I actually looked a little bit uh today as I'm getting closer to starting to release projections. They're probably after this in the 9 to 10 seed range, I guess I would say. Um when you really start to look, they they're, they're you know, feel like we say this every year, it, it may be a struggle to find 36 qualified at large teams this year. So I think a team with uh two wins, like what IU has, I mean, while tonight's loss is disappointing, uh, it, it certainly doesn't, you know, it's against another really good team. It's not going to really hurt them from a metrics perspective, um, other than not winning. So yeah, they would, they would be there, but they're, uh, they're creeping in the wrong direction. That's for sure.
0: Yeah.
2: Ryan, last call. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to keep this pretty short and sweet, which is rare for me. Um, it's look thomas bryant og and ob guys like that they want to be first round draft picks they want to be all americans they want to be people that nba teams watch and think that guy needs to be on my team i need to pay that guy a lot of money um well nba teams watch these games and and when you play like those two have played in long stretches this year you're not going to get that paycheck that you're looking for eventually and 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 I feel bad for those kids because I I don't think it's on purpose. It's not like they're just half assing their way through the game. They just are not playing up to their ability, and that's a huge red flag for NBA scouts. Um, you know, and, and it's sad because they're both good kids, and and I want them to be successful. I want them to go to the next level and be successful. And, and both of them need to understand that they are leaders on this team and they can be and that they can take ownership of this team and do things the right way and you're just not seeing them play up to their ability right now and I'll throw in Robert Johnson as well I think that he needs to take over games and I I realize his shots been off and he's been sick and he's been struggling with some things but you know what that's a guy with a lot of experience and he needs to play like he's got a lot of experience and he needs to in the moment in a timeout in something he needs to say hey coach relax I'll do it you know Take over when things aren't going well. And I don't mean take over, score 30 points. I mean take over and direct people in the right direction. Do what Colin Hartman does. Put everybody in the right position. Help people on defense. Organize the team. That should be his job. I don't care how many points he scores. If he gets everyone organized and sets them up and puts them in the right positions, Indiana can succeed. And and this team succeeded early in the year when it played like a team that enjoyed playing together and had confidence in each other. And Right now, there's no confidence, and these guys don't trust each other defensively, offensively, anything. And that needs to change. I don't know what the, what the situation is off the floor, but on the floor, they don't trust each other and they don't have confidence in one another. That's got to change or this season will be lost. And some of those naysayers will be right. So these guys need to figure it out. It's certainly not an issue of talent. This is a very talented team and we've seen what they can do when they play correctly. So it's a it's just a matter of playing correctly, getting on the same page and executing. And and that's it, it that, that sounds like that's a lot, but it's not that hard for a team this talented. Just get on the same page and play with each other, not play as five individuals on the court at a time.
0: No, no. I mean, there's no way to watch these games and and think anything different. And, And that's the thing is this team needs something good to happen, but it can't wait for something good to happen. The guys need to go make something happen. And you know, if shots aren't falling, if the offense is out of sync and if the defense is struggling, You know, you just you somehow find a way to make it happen with grit or with hustle until you start to get that rhythm back and you see some shots fall and you string together three or four stops and you start to get that rhythm and that feeling and all of that stuff back. And it's going to start in practice. I mean, we all know that all of us who played it starts in practice. And so, you know, I think the frustration, our frustration, you know, the, the frustration of folks that you see on Twitter and the frustration that all IU fans are feeling right now is the understanding that this team is better than this. And there's nothing worse. Obviously, the worst thing to watch as a fan is a team that just doesn't care, that just doesn't try, that has no effort. But the next worst thing to watch is a team that has the potential but doesn't live up to it for reasons that seem correctable. you know. And again, it's not to try and oversimplify or diminish some of the issues that teams can face and that this team is facing because we know things can snowball and it's hard. And, you know, these are human beings that are out there trying their best. And that's why we're in their corner. You know, we're critical and we're frustrated. But there's nothing we want more than to see this team achieve its potential, reach its, its potential. These players, these coaches to do their absolute best. And I know that's what they want. And that's why Saturday is so important to go out. Don't wait for something to happen against Illinois. And don't wait to be down 10 to nothing. And don't wait for the next guy to go make a play. You go make a play. Do it together. Someone step up, step up together, play together and, and, and get, you know, it's just going to take a few things good happening that turns into a victory and then you can start to build some momentum and that's it. And maybe you can start to get that swagger back, start playing up to your potential. That's all anybody wants to see. And, you know, we'll see right now after these last four games, uh, you know, against legitimate teams. There aren't a whole lot of reasons for hope, and so I don't think we're going to sit here and try and blow smoke up anybody's butt. The, 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 the biggest reason for hope is that there's a game on Saturday, and that's a chance to get things turned around, start to put this in the rear view, and start building some positive momentum forward. Hopefully, the Hoosiers can do it. We're excited to be there in person to see the newly renovated Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Uh, I know I can't wait can't wait to, to meet many of you. Last year when we did the meetup, it was fantastic so we look forward to doing it again if you have any questions about it send me a tweet at assembly call or shoot me an email jared assembly call.com j-e-r-o-d at assembly call but basically we'll be at the game we're heading to yogis afterwards we want you to be there with us so hopefully you can attend and hopefully it's a big iu victory uh that we're all watching all right everybody we will have some more content for you on the radio show on friday and then saturday uh we obviously won't be doing the post game show so michael will be hosting and we have a special guest host, Dr. Galen Clavio, host of Crimson Cast. We'll be co-hosting with Michael. Um, so he'll give some, uh, some great analysis. The two of those guys will do a great job. You'll be in good hands. Uh, and hopefully while they're doing the show, we'll be meeting a lot, uh, a lot of you. Have a great week. And we will talk to you all Saturday after IU. Well, they'll talk to you Saturday after IU Illinois. We'll talk to you all at yoga's. IBM Cloud offers millions of different server configurations with 20 terabytes of bandwidth cost-free. Get the compute power you need and deploy on demand, but at prices set for smart cost management. Visit ibm.biz slash baremetal servers to customize your server today.